LA. Welcome back to our podcast, The Encounter. Today I'm with Giselle, Danny, and Deborah. And today we will be talking about God's plan and what He has planned for you. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, I always want to remind you to please uh, follow our, our, our podcast and um, also rate us. Give us uh, that five stars. If you don't, gonna give us five stars, just don't rate us. But other than that, uh, other than that, uh, uh, I would like to start with uh, God's plan. And I think honestly, God's plan is such a such a difficult thing to understand. And I think as human beings, uh, I don't think we have the capability to understand to the fullest um, what God's plan is. But what I think is what we can get is a smidget. We can get a. Um, you guys ever gone um, somewhere and you smell like they're cooking something good, but you don't know where it's coming from? Mm-hmm. I feel like we can get that. We can get almost like a whiff of what God is doing, but we can never actually figure it out until we actually see it, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to start in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where it says, I say this because I know the plans that I have for you, and this message is from the Lord. I have good plans for you, and I don't plan to hurt you, and I plan to give you hope and a good future. So I was reading this, and and actually I gave you guys a, a lesson um, about God's plan a, a, a few years ago, and I was just thinking about it, and and I was thinking, and I was trying to you know, uh, bless you by the way. Um, I was just trying to like maybe expand a little bit. I was thinking the first thing that we have to ask is, is do we understand our commission in the church? And I think that's the number one thing that we have to understand. What is our calling? Like, do you believe that? Do you believe that coming to church is something very important to you? Or it's just something that you come because your mom forces you because, you know, you don't have anything to do on Friday night. Maybe because you don't have any friends. And you have to understand that once you take this seriously, you will start understanding how to ask God. And I'm going to give you as an example that I heard. And I thought this was honestly so, um, so smart. And I heard a preacher say to, uh, to, to the people that was preaching, he said, he said, we have to understand what we have to do and what's our end game at some point because we cannot continue to ask for a bike if we have to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. And that literally clicked my head and I was like, that's so true. Some of us, are, and I include myself when I was younger, I would ask for materialistic things. And I'm like, but this is not what God wants me to have. He, I, I'm here asking for a car when God says, dude, the car is coming. What I need you to get is in the same spiritual level that I need you to be. And mm-hmm. and and I will never forget um uh our our Alavanza leader was uh was praying one day and he was he was like, Hey, we're gonna worship today. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm taking a little bit long, but I just wanted to I just wanted to point this out. And I was reading uh, I, I wasn't reading, I was praying, I was yeah, I was trying so hard. I was probably like 18, 17. And um and then he goes, Oh, God is here, you know, he wants you guys to ask for something. And dude, uh, money came in my mind, cars came in my mind, and I was like, God, you know, give me a job. You know, like, because, uh, you know, 17, 18, you kind of don't know, you're at crossroads where, like, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do? And then um, the story of, um, what's his name? Solomon. Solomon came to my head. And I was like, God, just give me wisdom. Literally, God, I know that. If I have your wisdom, everything else would just come. And honestly, that day, it just, it just passed, and... As, the, as I grew up and as, as I started getting uh, older, I started understanding that 
that that's that's what God has given me. Slowly, slowly, I don't have full. I'm not, I'm not the wisdom, mm -hmm. but I can tell that that you know God has put me in high places, not because of what I am, but because of who He is. Mm -hmm. And honestly, five years ago, I would have never expected to have a podcast with 15, 20 people here. I would have never expected to lead a youth of almost like 60, 70 people. I would have never expected a. a to be number three podcast uh, Christian on, on Google, honestly, I wouldn't. And honestly, I thank God. And like I said, because I don't understand that part of God's plan, but he does. And all his plans are for our well-being. I think I've talked enough. So does somebody want to yes. talk about it? Yes, go ahead. I was going to, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so I was going to like literally say that God's plan is definitely something we don't see. Like we expect it to see quick. We expect um, for it to be happen the next day because many, many of the times we say like, oh, you know, in the Bible it says um, pray and you will receive. Yeah. But is it according to God's will? Just like mm. you were saying, right? Like the like the bike or no, you don't need the bike. You need the, the plane. Or the and boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's right. okay. And and so in Matthew twenty one twenty two it says this. It says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. But if you have faith, so that's where um, faith comes in, right? So um, you have to align what you want according to God's will. So let's say um, you are praying for a car. You finally got your driver's license and you're praying for a car, right? And um, you're saying like, God, I want to come to church more often. But again, God knows our intentions of our hearts. So while we're praying for these stuff, it's like, okay, I know I can I can say like good things in my prayer, but your intention of your in your heart is like, I want a car so I can go out with my friends mm. more, so I can go be more free now. And you know, that's a lot of things can come when you have a, a lot of more free time, freedom. right? So I'm tr I'm trying like um, to encourage you, like whenever you do ask, make sure it does align to God's will and to like never ever ever lose your faith because that's something i struggle with as well like whenever i pray i make sure that it's something that it's what god wants right so if if it's what god wants you're not going to ask for like um i don't know give me an example something that's not from church something that won't that won't pull you closer to him let's say and and i'm just going to say like I'm going to encourage you a little bit that if you continue to pray and you continue to like have that faith within your prayer, then things will um, will happen and it will come within time. And it also says in the Bible that if you ask and do not receive, it's probably because you're asking wrongly because it's what your passions want, because what is um, good for you and not is something that's going to benefit you in the long run yeah. like let's say like for example you right um you didn't know you were gonna be here right but throughout that process you were doing something to build up you were feeding yourself you were listening to preachings you were you know staying in church making sure that you were yeah. on that path on the right path yeah and so as long and that probably that wait was like a pretty long time five yeah. years that's a long time and sometimes we think oh in a week in a month now nah, dude it's gonna take a while so you know just trust in him and his will will be done because yeah, I was gonna tell you just just because you you said you said the fact of the car and it's funny that sometimes God for example God always wants everybody to drive right I feel like that's yeah. not something that he does. he's like oh I'm not gonna beat you but also we have to put our part in guys and go get our license you know what I mean like like don't ask for a Ferrari when you don't even have a license right you like for example people go oh send me send me my wife but you're making ten dollars an hour. Well, bro, come on, dude. You gotta make, you gotta, you gotta build yourself up. Or, or, or for example, oh God, I want to make good money, but you don't like school. But oh, you, you know what? I, I believe that not everybody needs to go to school. But please, guys, go to school. But, but you don't like to learn. 
you don't want to be diligent in what you do. Oh, I want to come to work and go to sleep. Also, guys, you have to put in your part. But go ahead. I don't know who was the next, but go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just wanted to see what Cappy was saying because she, she said, like, make sure that your heart aligns, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes I think it's important to also acknowledge that sometimes our heart just will not line up. Mm -hmm. And you have to just expose it to God. Like, be like, I'm asking for this, but my heart is evil because of this. Help sure. me. Fix it allow me uh, you be the one to fix it because dude on our own we can't do anything and That's most true. of the things that we desire have evil intentions i agree and i was reading proverbs 3 5 through 6 it says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding like stop using your own mind start using the mind of christ in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight so i love that right because if we just ask him like acknowledge him like Literally, it does not even say, like, include him in every second of your life. Just acknowledge him. Like, say, like, okay, you be the one to tell right. me where, where to go, where I am. He will make our path straight. Like, just the simple fact of that, he will make it. I, I don't know. I thought that was beautiful. No, I, I agree. And I, I don't know you want to say something. No, go ahead. No, I was going to tell you is that uh, just just like just like you, you, you said, like, when there's something godly or something that you feel like that aligns with god i feel like you can always ask a leader you know what i mean like yeah. i feel like um especially i always tell the kids like when they're like young and they ask me oh danny you know i've been praying for um a ps5 and i'm like bro don't don't, don't pray for that you know what i mean like give 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 give, give prayer a sense of a sense of spirituality because dude the ps5 comes and goes and then you forget about it and then you don't use it anymore but the, the most important thing that i was going to say is in matthew 7 7 because this is asking for this is when it tells you and i like what it says is ask and it will be given to you so if you ask God hears it, but look what it says. It doesn't stop there. It gives you a semicolon, which means it's a thought, separate thought, but you know, combining with the same thought. It says, seek and you will find. And then it says, knock and you open to you. Meaning that if, if you really, if you really, for example, some people ask me, hey, Danny, I want to be a teacher. Hey, Danny, I want to help you with this. Okay, first of all, ask. Second of all, seek. Don't just look at me and say, oh, I come to church every single day. Well, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to preach, there's a lot more than just a coming service yeah. three times a week. You do. There's so much sacrifice that we have to put in. And the next one is knock, meaning you continue to completely ask. You continue to knock. You knock every single door until somebody opens. And I just want you guys to know that this is, this is Jesus speaking because it's in red. And the first person like business motivator was jesus mm -hmm. he said this this is in other words he's saying here be a beast and go and take what you need take what you want and that's what it's asking and, and i'm not saying go and you know uh uh take away your, the your pastor in order for the pastor but look it says ask it will be given to you mm -hmm. seek ask seek and knock and if we do those three things and like we said if we align our hearts to god I, I believe in a God that he's he's loving and he will give it to us. But Giselle, she has something to say. Yeah, so I, I, since we're talking about, you know, like asking things from God and sometimes maybe not receiving them, um, I, I, it came to my mind that that time when a rich young man came, comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, you know, I want to seek you. I want to I wanna follow you. I want eternal life. And Jesus says, okay, but you have to sacrifice this. You know, and the young man, he's like, well, I don't want to give up all my possessions. I don't want to give up all my worldly things. I, I want to keep all of them and, and follow you anyway. So sometimes I feel like we ask for things and we're not willing to pay the price or the sac or sacrifice the things that we have to give up in order yeah. to get that new blessing. You know, sometimes we want we want to eat our have our cake and eat it, too. 
you know like we we want everything to be going great like for example wisdom you said that you asked for it but it's not something that just comes right. like magically no, no you had to hands. go you <laughs> had to go through certain situations you had to grow i mean life wasn't easy for you to just be able to one day oh now i'm wise no you have to go through th certain things that aren't always pleasant in order for that wi wisdom to grow and that's why it's like sometimes we we ask for things and we're not willing to go through the process that god has in order for us to get get that go ahead uh, i was gonna say like literally you i love what you're saying you're so smart and beautiful okay matthew 6 25 <laughs> through 34 sorry it's long but i promise you it's so worth it so i tell you to stop worrying about what you will eat drink or wear isn't life more than food and and the body more than clothes look at the birds they don't plant harvest or gather the harvest into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them aren't you worth more than they are can any of you add a single hour to your life by worrying and why worry about clothes notice how the flowers grow in the field they never work or spin yard for clothes but i say to you that not even solomon in all of his majesty was dressed like one of these flowers that's the way god clothes the grass in the fields today it's alive and tomorrow is thrown into an incinerator so how much more will you will he clothe the people who have so little faith don't ever worry and say, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? Everyone is concerned about these things, yet your heavenly father suddenly knows that you need all of them. But first be concerned about his kingdom and what has his approval. Then all of these things will be provided for you. And uh, this guy, literally, what was his worry? Like, okay, I'm going to sell all of my possessions. How am I going to eat later? Yeah. How am I going to dress? Right? Because he was used to such a... Like you could say like a, a bougie another, life, a bougie life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the literally God is saying like these things, I know you need them. Relax. I got you. I can mm -hmm. do this for you. If only you would seek me first. Right. right. But uh, I was thinking like, it's not always that easy. Right. Like there's also worries that are nothing to do with, um, have nothing to do with uh, like clothing or food. Like we were talking about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. When he mm -hmm. said, let this uh, cup pass. Yeah. Yeah. And he was worried there. He was saying like, hey, I know that your will is this, but if possible. Yeah, let me, let me. Let me let this pass, pass from me. Yeah, I, I don't want to do this if I don't have to. And what did he, what did the father tell him? No. And he took it how? Gracefully, because he understood when he didn't want it, who did he seek out? So father. Okay. And you know, and just and just with the just with the example that you that you just gave, could have the father came down and saved his own son? Of course, of course he could. Could have he just said, "Listen, I'm gonna give you all your power back. Just fly back up here. Just honestly, ended there, <laughs> bro. Probably in a second. But you know what? I you know what? I feel like that we have to see Jesus's life and see what he went through. He went through a sacrifice. He went through death. He had to die in order to get a glorified body. And that's what we have to do that. And that's why all these verses that you're saying that follow the kingdom of the, of, of the Lord and everything will come with it is exactly what Jesus did. He didn't see the, the Bible doesn't say, look, love, follow what you want. It doesn't say follow what, uh, you know, what you want to have in your life. It says follow what the king kingdom of the lord the kingdom of his approval uh, not the kingdom of approval but the, the lord's approval and then everything else will be given to you and that's exactly what jesus did he said i don't want to be here and i don't want to die and God, and the father said uh-uh with quietness right nope stay there you're gonna stay there and what he just like just like my sister said he, he said okay i will pass this because i trust my father Mm -hmm. he will give me something better and what happened did he have a horrible death i believe he did but he knows that the end game was a lot better i bet you that when he finished he resurrected he was in his glorified body he was like okay 
I thank it. you. Thank you, God, for not letting me. And that's why, dude, that's that's the sigh of relief. I feel like that's what, that's what we have to see, that in God's plan, it's not about the process, guys. It's not about how you start the race, but how you finish it. And I always tell people that, that when they come in strong into the church, I'm like, oh, relax. Take it, take a deep breath, because this is a marathon, my guy. Yeah. This is a marathon. This is not a, a two month thing where you give me your all and that's it. And I was like, it's not even for me; it's for the Lord. So, little by little, slowly growing. Remember what I, I always say that God doesn't want perfection, but He wants progress. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what that's why I always tell people, dude, progress. Find progress. And if you're struggling with something, fight it, fight it, fight it until you beat that. Okay. Throw it away, and now you add another thing. Um, so that's why I was saying that 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 God is promising us eternal life and a glorified body as mm-hmm. well. So anything that was going on here, anything that we lose here, is unequivocally unequivocally the same as having a glorified body. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, guys. I don't know. I, I don't. An, I, an example that came into mind is Jeremiah because Jeremiah was someone was the youngest prophet of them all, and he belittled himself. And if you're listening to this and you're young, let me tell you that God's going to use you some way or somehow. Mm. He is going to, and you should believe it. And so Jeremiah was, um, he was very young, and God said, look, I'm going to use you to prophesy. I'm going to I'm gonna send you to the cities that are, you know, very, are, are sinful, that are bad, right? And he, and Jeremiah was just like, why? Jeremiah was like, why okay. me? He was like, he was like, why me? I'm like young. He said, I'm, I'm super young. And God said, doesn't matter. I'm still going to use you. And what he did, he used him. And, you know, he, he was very scared. Like I was reading this chapter, obviously in Jeremiah and <laughs> the books of Jeremiah. And dude, he was really scared. And sometimes I can relate to him and be like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I, I can feel this as well. But God, like literally he was with Jeremiah all the time. When God was like like feeling like worried or worried about the people that that the city they were gonna destroy or like the the yeah destroy was gonna come to their city and then and then God was always there like hey like relax like I'm here. It was a big worry. Yeah, dude. And then I'm just like okay, me too. <laughs> but and another example that I have in mind is Paul because Paul, where was he from? I mean, where did he start at? He he killed Christians and then at at that point that was his will. Like I'm I don't like Christians. I'm gonna go kill them. And what was God's will? He was like nope. I'm gonna make you a leader. I'm gonna make you an apostle. And then now he started leading all the all the the Christian people. And just, oh. and just even like, you can even see Timothy as well. Yeah. But he was a young guy and he was sent out to preach. And then what does, uh, what does um, the Apostle Paul say in First Timothy 4.12? Do not let anybody despise your youth. And that's what I'm telling you guys that, look, I believe uh, yesterday when I was listening to, to the evangelist, uh, John Duran, I, dude, I, I have so many confirmation because, mm-hmm. bro, honestly, he could have never known that things we were planning. Yeah. And he comes up and he speaks exactly about what we want to do and, and what the, the plans youth. that we have, like, into the youth. He didn't say people. He said, I see the youth. I see the youth. He li- dude, I, I talked to him <sighs> once in my life. Uh, you weren't there. You I guys know, weren't there? But the, he was talking about the youth. And I was telling him, I was like, God, only you can speak to us like this. And I say, God, if... If I can see your complete plan, I don't think I'll be able to fulfill it. I think we would be like Jeremiah. I think we would be like Noah, that he was scared. He was like, God, am I going to be the one being saved? Am I going to build this huge boat just for myself? You know, you you almost tend to, If I imagine, I imagine that if God comes and says, look, this is your plan, we almost would shy away from it because yeah. it's way too big. And you'd be like, me preaching? No, God, that's impossible. Me traveling? No, God, I can't do that. Yeah. Just, just even, we can even see with Moses, 
And that's why I believe that, honestly, God is so good because he knows that we have Moses inside of us. He told Moses, you're going to go and speak to him. No, 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 I can't. I'm not eloquent enough. I said he will. No, no, it's because of this. And then he gets mad at me. He goes, this nice. isn't the God that made the mouth not have a mouth. And then I say, that's exactly God. Thank you for not revealing me on your plan. Because if not, I would probably think that I'm not worth it, just like Jeremiah is. And by me saying not worth it, then I might lose upon it. But go ahead. Um, actually, to add on to your point, so... We, what we have is we have like telescope vision, right? We are literally looking through a telescope at one star and we're like, oh, the sky only has one star, you know? But God doesn't have that telescope. He sees all the stars at the same time, like the same way we can only see our present right now and we can't even imagine what the heck our future is going to hold. Yeah. And and the same thing happened like with if one of your examples, uh, Gideon, you know? In his mind, his his role in life was just to be a farmer and to like continue hiding from the, I don't remember who it was, I think it was the Midianites. Yeah. Um, hiding Somewhere from the Midianites and, you know, hopefully that there's enough food to sustain them through the winter time because the Midianites <laughs> destroyed everything. But then God comes and through an angel and is like, no, you're a warrior. And Gideon is like, bro, I don't see myself as a warrior. I don't see myself with this at all you know because all i see is that one star you right. know and it's it's beautiful because sometimes we have to realize that we think we know god's will or we think we understand god's will but we don't we have right. like literally no concept of it and that goes along with paul too because he thought he was living according to god's will when he was killing christians he but thought he that he was you know a uh being fervent and jealous of the law, but when God opened the eye, opened his eyes, opened the, the when those escalas fell, the, those scales. scales fell from his eyes, and he was revealed the true love of Jesus Christ. He was like, "Wow, like I had been so. How did I miss? Yeah." And, and even with the story of Gideon, remember when he was gonna go fight? How many people did he start off with? Five thousand people. people. And he says, "Okay, God, we're gonna go and beat him today." He goes on, and God goes. Nah, it's too many. <laughs> too many. So ask whoever's scared tell them to go back home. Okay, sounds good. Hey guys, whoever's scared, uh, you guys can go home. And it says that three pe mm. three thousand people left. Sounds good. Two thousand people, still strong. God, don't even worry about it. Three thousand people, I'm uh, two thousand people, I'm still good. Thirty-two thousand. Sorry, thirty-two thousand. And then he stayed with and how then many? Twenty thousand. Then twenty thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. So then he stayed with twelve. And then he was like, "All right, God, let's do it." Let's do it. And he was like, oh, how many people do you have? 12,000 people? Mm, too way too many. Go to the river and whoever drinks water with their hand like this, those are the people. He stayed with 300 people. And I wonder, wouldn't you be scared? Yeah. yeah. God's plan. Literally, I imagine, I imagine Gideon telling everybody, bro, this is God's plan. I, maybe not the way that I'm saying it, but dude, it's God's plan. The one, the one that seems almost like... Um, how to say like almost unbelievable the one that sounds like dude this is honestly ridiculous how can I do it with 300 people and he ended up winning the war mm -hmm. and he ended up beating the, the person that he was fighting and I say God honestly only you can do this yeah. only you can uh, have this such a crazy plan right but go ahead I was gonna tell you that there's so many stories like that in the Bible where they win battles like just like by like the weirdest things ever like people like playing panderos and like banging loud symbols and the yeah. enemies are confused and it's just like okay all of a sudden we won the war like how right but i was going to share with you guys jeremiah 29 11 i feel like everybody 
knows this verse. You guys should, I know, at least. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans of welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. But it doesn't always seem that way. I'm thinking, like, David, how did he start out? He started out good, like, really good, right? Actually, eh. He was, like, outside of his father's house, like, whatever. Then he beats Goliath, and he's, like, raised, right? He's, like, wow, like, this is, he's, this guy is, like, super cool. He's, like, tiny, and now he, like, beat Goliath, right? And then Saul starts to persecute him, so he goes back down. Oh, yeah. But in all of this, God had plans for him of what? To do good, to be mm -hmm. king, right? But he had to go through all of these things, and maybe, I don't know, at times, maybe he, like, lost faith and thought, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I fighting against this guy? Why Why is this happening to me? Am I not what God promised me that I would be? Yeah. Like, I can imagine how long did he have to wait, right? But he understood that the God's plans were above all of his plans and all of his thoughts. And maybe, like Giselle was saying, right, telescope view, what was happening now was not what was going to be later. And he had to go through all of this in order to uh, form his character to be mm -hmm. a good judge, a good king, unlike uh, Saul, Saul, who kind of lost his way at the end. You know, I was going to tell you that something that I love about David, and that's the same verse that, that I was reading in the beginning, the Jeremiah 29 11, it's, it was so good. And I was going to, I was going to tell you that the thing that I love about David is that we see him that he, he was, he was of course a soldier, right? He was a warrior, right? Yeah. He killed people, right? And, but what I love about it is that he never was afraid of people being better than him. And that's why I'm telling you that, 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 that that's what he needed to learn. He was a great warrior, but there were even better warriors after mm -hmm. him. And that's why, I, that's why I tell him that, man, God is so good. He put him through all that. And, for example, there's, there's a story of David that he says that he goes into this mountain. And I always say this, the oh, cave of Adullam. And mm -hmm. then that same three, I'm saying, if you guys want to hear it, the last podcast has it as well. But I was going to tell you guys that I think what I love about it is that those same 300 people, not 300, but those same people that he built to be strong warriors was the same people that later on became his his heroes, became mm -hmm. the people that were always next to him. So I, just, just just so you guys can see that that God puts you in things, not so you can be like, oh, Johnny, I'm not going to hang out with them. Oh, Deborah, no, nah, I, I don't even know. In contrary, you built each other up. So yeah. when you guys can get to the point that you guys are, maybe, bro, you're going to invite me to your church to preach one day, and we're going to be, or maybe you can be the next apostle, bro, and I might be under you, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? We have to build our up uh, each other up mm -hmm. so we can become better, so we can all become A's, not just B's. So something. Diana, oh, Diana, Diana. go down, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like listening to you guys speak, um, all of these um, people that you mentioned um, in Hebrews 11, it mentions all of them, and all of them are connected by what, which is hope and faith. And you could see that each and one of them had a plan and. Even though some of them didn't see their plan fulfilled, like Abraham, he didn't see like a multitude of nations or his offspring. That he only saw Isaac, but the one who fulfilled it was Jacob. Like literally, God gave him a plan. Jacob was known as the mischievous, the clever, the the liar. But what happened? God changed his name to Israel, and he became chosen. And then his his sons became the tribes and then from there you could see like how everyone started growing from there and they fulfilled the plan that God made for them and for what for Jesus Christ to come like all of them were in line 
for what? For Jesus Christ to be born and give us that sacrifice that we needed to become part of that plan oh, also Jesus. as, because we're not like, oh, Jews. We're not, right, we were, we're Gentiles. Not. Yeah. And then God, <laughs> God was like, no, they need to be part of my plan because they're also my creation. Mm-hmm. So we could see how that long line, we became a part of that plan that God created. Yeah, almost like if all those people just set up the podium for Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So yeah, yeah, dude, I love that part. I love that. Dora, you have something to say? Dude, I was gonna completely change the subject, but, but not in a weird way. In in a way where uh, sometimes God's will, like these are all things that we're like heading towards good, right? But David also uh, was very um, admirable in when he sinned with uh, Bathsheba. Uh, and the prophet Nathan kind of like said like, bro, that's you, you're the one. Okay, but you guys are not, sorry. Uh, the point is that uh, God told him, right, that he would, his first child would die. Would die. And uh, David goes in into his, his room, I'm guessing, and he starts like praying and fasting and not eating, right? So that uh, the Lord may save him. Uh, it says, Second Samuel 12, 16, David therefore saw God on behalf of the child and David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. So like he literally was begging God, like, please, like, save my child and and what happened the child died right and uh david didn't get up and say wow god is so evil how could he like kill my child um i was so sorry and like my repentance was real and still god is so mean because he killed my child no what did he do he took it gracefully when he got up he washed his face he ate and he worshiped almost as if saying like okay whatever your will it was like my bad almost like you said god's plan Literally. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Literally. And you know what? The servants, the servants were kind of like, what the heck is up with this guy? Because 2 Samuel 21, 12, 21 says, Then a servant said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. And it was Ooh. just like, dude, this man was so grounded in what he believed. And he had seen God's hand so, like, Fully. clear, dude, right? That it was like, okay, even, even, like, it reminds me of Job too, right? Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, even if you kill me, my hope is in you. You know what I was going to tell you? Bruh. You know what I was going to tell you? That? That's why you have why? to be, how? that's why we have to understand, guys, that in life, not everything is rainbows and butterflies. Like, God showed up. How many times did God show up from from the minute he killed Goliath all the way until he slept with Bathsheba? Hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. And the one time that God said, no, I'm going to whoop you. I'm going to let your kid die. He said, wait, hold on, hold on. If I was able to bless God's name when it was good, I should also bless God's name when it was bad. Mm -hmm. So I think, think, and just because I said God's plan, I think we always say that, right? When something happened good, when like, well, something happened good. That's wrong with me, right? (laughs) When something good happens, you go, ah, God's plan, God's plan, right? But now let's change it. When something bad happens, I think we just say the same thing. God's God's plan. plan. Yeah, literally. Why? Because if something bad happens, it's not because God wants to kill you, but it's because he says, if I bless you and you accept it, amen. But when I don't bless, you also accept it yeah. and i want to say in the first no because i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you because i want to tell you guys and now i want to tell you guys that god's plan is not it's not unmovable 
God's 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 plan. For example, your your plan can be beautiful, or it can be like Eli. And in First Samuel two two thirty, it says, "And the Lord God of Israel promised Eli. I'm just adding Eli that your father's family would serve him forever. So the plan, God's plan of Eli was to serve him forever. But now the Lord says that will never be. He retracted. He said, "No, no, no, no. You're not gonna want it. I'm gonna take it away. I will honor people who honor me, but bad things will happen to those who refuse to respect me. Meaning, if we." don't take care of our God's plan, if we don't take care of our calling, if we don't take care of the God's plan, God will also say, oh, you don't want it, my friend? Sounds good. Yeah. I'll take it away. So I want you guys to know, just like, just because all this ties in, just yeah. like we can be graceful, we can also be ungraceful, mm -hmm. and we can also change God's plans, and we can say, oh, God wanted you to do something, but now he didn't. But I, I know you wanted to, you had your hand up. I think that can I just yes I, I just wanted to say that Job uh, I know you hate me but you have to love me I'm your sister Job 121 <laughs> says uh, naked Christ. I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away blessed be the name of the Lord and that's what you were saying right now like in the good times uh, God's plan in the bad times God's, God's plan, plan. Mm -hmm. and guys this is barely Job 1 there's 42 chapters <laughs> oh, yeah. so he understood in the beginning Bruh. I know. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, insane. And I was also thinking um, of another verse. I, I couldn't find it because uh, you finished too fast. But um, the... <laughs> I, I will lift my eyes up into the hills. Where does my help oh, come from? My help, my help come comes from? from the Lord, uh, the maker Some of heaven and I earth. Um, I'm not sure, guys. Look it up. It's, like, super awesome. Uh, but what I'm thinking is if your eyes are looking up to the hills, where are you? You're in the valley. That's true. Right? So when you lift up your eyes for the help of the Lord... It's because you're in a dark or deep place in a place of, that's low, below where you're supposed to be. Despair. And yeah, where what you need to do is look up to the only one who can help you, the what creator of the heaven. And earth. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. God bless. I was going to say um, one of the questions here literally um, connects with that. And it's what if I don't have somebody that um, who doesn't guide me, who doesn't like help me out to, you know, get closer to God, to find that purpose. And let me tell you that this is why we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you, you. You ask the Holy Spirit, like, hey, like, oh, you know what this reminds me of? It just came to me. Um, Esther. Esther prayed, and you know, there was it was Esther and a lot of a lot of women coming before the king, right? Mm -hmm. And she asked the Holy Spirit, she was like, Hey, like dress me up like how the king wants to to see me. And that's exactly what happened. They dressed dressed her up exactly, exactly how the, the king. king wanted wanted one of them. And out of all of them, who got the attention? Esther. And so and so what is this um what am I trying to say? Is that when you um, when you want to find out your your plan with God, you have to like stay in connection with the Holy Spirit. And it's so beautiful to me because this year is the and the an, my Spanish the año the the year of the Holy Spirit. And for you to connect with the Holy Spirit and be like, okay, here I am. Um, tell me what I need to do. Tell me how I should come before the King, right? And I love this Bible verse. Um, I can't find it, but it says it says that. Whatever you need, God is there. If you need a friend, God is your friend. If you need a leader, God is your leader. If you need a dad, a mom, a tío, abuelo, whatever, um, <laughs> he literally will be that. And I, I, I am literally like mind blown to the core for this because um, I've had so many like um, places in my life where I, I had missing people mm -hmm. and oh wow, this is a very okay. And, and and it's so beautiful to think because literally like God God is there with you like through the Holy Spirit guides you because literally the Holy Spirit is like a GPS. Just as sometimes just like when we're taking the GPS, you wanna oh I, I know a better route, I know a faster route. Yeah. And then it says, No, you're gonna go you're gonna do a whole Detour. loop. U turn. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like no, like stay on the GPS and, and follow what where the Holy Spirit's guiding you. And and whatever you need, God will provide to you. Like um 
the older brother I never had, the older sisters I never had, I'm literally sitting at the table with you guys. And I thank God for that. Literally, all the friends that I didn't have that I lost, right behind me. And do we bump heads? Of course, yes we do. But um, <laughs> but that iron sharpens iron, right? So even when we bump heads, we're here together, but that's not the point. And so I'm saying like, okay, follow follow the Holy Spirit. Get into, get into that prayer with um, how to guide you to get where you want to be and if you're like wondering like how do I surrender my life to God literally give your all to God saying that I recognize who you are I recognize that you are my king and if you're like finding a hard time to like congregate into a church um hit us up redeem LA and follow our Instagram maybe they can like provide to you anything that you need but never lose hope because I'll give you a bible verse and it says in first John two twenty seven, it says but the anointing that you received from him abides in you and you have no need that anyone should teach you but as his anointing teaches you about everything and it is true and is no lie just that it has taught you abide in him as well so yes we want 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 but do the same thing as well give back as well um i was gonna add because i was like okay how do you how do you let god take control of your life how did how do you just like say okay god just take it all you know and and so i was studying and I, I found four steps. Uh, the first I, I found is talk to him, pray to him. Like you can't know what somebody wants unless you talk to them, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like you, you, you can't have like a, a one-way relationship where I'm talking to the wall and I know what the wall wants. Like that, that just doesn't exist, right? So you need to talk to God, ask him, God, what do you want from me? What do you need from me? How can I do this better? What, form me, teach me, you know? The second, uh, step I found is uh, reading the Bible. There's only one book in the world that is a love letter this long, and it's yeah. the Bible from the front to the back. It's all about God's love for you, for me. And and um, this used to be like a really famous phrase, but the Bible are is the basic instructions before leaving Earth. I, I don't know who remembers that, but the Bible literally is your guidebook to how to make God's will alive in your life. Mm-hmm. The third is um, listen to him when he speaks to us. Uh, why? Because sometimes God is speaking to us and we don't, we don't hear it. For example, Samuel, when God first spoke to him, he didn't realize it was God who was speaking to him. He was just like, who's, who's talking to me? Eli, Eli, is it you? Is it you? But then he had to learn to discern God's voice. But not only that, sometimes we hear God's voice and we don't like what it says. For example, Jonah, he didn't like when God told them, go to Nineveh and speak to the people of Nineveh and, and um, talk to them. Or Balaam, when God told them, don't, don't curse the people of Israel. You know, God's voice doesn't mean that it's going to be always something that we want to hear. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be things that are painful. For example, David losing his, his son because of a sin he, he made. But lastly, is we have to thank him. For regardless of what he says, regardless of whether or not it's something pleasurable or not, we have to thank him because he has deemed it so lovingly to be able to speak to us, to be able to open him his his uh, path to salvation to us. That's beautiful. Honestly, guys, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you like preach anymore, but go ahead. I, I was just go gonna ahead. say that I, I love that she said this right now at the end. Um, because sometimes we feel like we come to God and what we need is a response and we forget that the reason we come to him is to worship him because of who he is mm-hmm. not because of the things he can do for us or because maybe he can change our life or our will or uh, maybe he can let our child live right uh, like speaking about David but it's not because of that that we worship him it's just because he is yeah 
mm-hmm. and that's literally the end there is no other explanation yeah. just because he is and because he deserves worship and we were created to do exactly that mm-hmm. well okay guys uh, i think um i, I want to end this i want to end this uh this podcast uh, just by reading Second Peter three nine, and it says, "The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count to be slowness, but it is patient towards you, not wishing that any of you should perish, but that all should reach repentance." And I was reading this, and I was saying, "God, you know, this is such your plan. You know, this is God's plan." And 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 this remind me of of sometimes God gives us something. God gives us a thing to hold on, and we give. You know. Uh, when I, when, I, when I heard this example, the guy would grab a $20 bill and he would just grasp onto it, right? And he says, God's plan is always to give you like the Aurora, you know, higher and higher and higher, brighter and brighter and brighter. But it says sometimes we hold on to, the God, to what God has given us so tightly that there's no more room for him to grab what he's giving you and put something better in your hand. Mm-hmm. So I was going to tell you guys, that I was going to remind everybody that's here that, that God's plan is not about hierarchy god is not uh uh god's plan is not about um oh you're preaching in the altar it's not about um you know how much are you being seen literally that's not what it is it's about doing his will no matter who's there no matter if the lights are there no matter and the and the and the hermano and the pastor preached it yesterday everybody he was saying he was saying you everybody's willing to preach in the altar but nobody's willing to preach outside and Ooh. and I said that's so true. We're not. No, everybody says, "Oh, Danny, can I be doing? Hey, Danny, can I do this in the spotlight?" And I, I understand why, guys. Everybody likes. I understand why everybody wants to be there. But I said, guys, work when nobody's looking at you. Mm-hmm. Bring people when nobody's looking at you. Uh, work as for God, as if you were the pastor, as if you were the leader, because then God sees that, and then He will. He's going to be able to take out blessings and put bigger ones in your hands. But if you're holding on, then He can't. You know, He can't rip it out of our hands either. So, God's plan is in the good, in the bad. And I want to remind you guys that His plans is also here. Not my iPad. Don't come from my iPad, but it's in the Bible. So guys, uh, once again, uh, thanks again for giving us another uh, Wednesday, another day of, of your life. And um, guys, uh, I hope you guys are all catching up with our podcast every Wednesday at 4 p.m. We're also on YouTube. So please follow us, rate us, and honestly, follow us on Instagram as well, at RedeemLA. And um, thank you guys, and I hope this was a blessing. So I'll see you guys next week. God bless.